0: Man, we've already done 11 of these. That is amazing. Welcome to episode 11 of the My Cigar Pack podcast. This time, we're going, scouring the internet, checking out top 10 lists from the past, from the present, and just going over them in anticipation and excitement for Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year that will be released further this week. For episode 12, we will record live as that happens and publish the video the following day, so stay tuned for that. And yeah, enjoy episode 11 for now. Episode
1: number 11 of the My Cigar Pack podcast. And today we have a very interesting prelude to what a very interesting episode will yeah. have uh, in a week or so. Episode 12 is gonna be special.
0: It's gonna be special because... Um, we'll be shooting live as we watch the number one cigar of the year at aficionado be revealed. Uh, but in the meantime, we're talking about our number one cigar of the year, which was the Makerspace. Go get your, get, get your Makerspace. Are we overhyping it? Uh,
1: I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's cool because we're doing, we're actually doing the, um, that noise in the background uh, eventually stops. But uh, let's roll with it. Top 25 cigars of the
0: past. Yeah. How about that? I actually have a couple cool stories about these
1: yeah oh you're smoking the eye of the shark oh well you ruined my introduction to this uh well you ruined my car (laughs) there you go it's karma right there uh uh yeah dude i'm starting um i'm smoking the uh number one cigar of the year for the 2017 cigar aficionado and i want to point that out because we're going to be talking about a couple um top 25 sources and um, this uh, this puppy right here Oof. has well actually let's let's take a look at this. So I, I want to relate it to last yeah. episode. You know, if you could take a look, I don't know if you can see it properly. Uh, the cello is yeah, Can you see that it has at least three and a half years of age, and if you look at it, is it's not as uh, I want to say tainted as the. Other cigar that I showed you, yeah. and I made the explanation because it really depends on the oils, the humidity, on the wrapper, on obviously on the on top of the outer part of the cigar, not necessarily inside. But if there is excess humidity, that will one accelerate um, how that um, excess, you know, um, quality, you know, liquid quality is yeah. being transferred onto the cellophane. So. This has at least three and a half years of it's appropriate. I mean, you could you could touch that cigar. That is like crispy. That no, it's perfect. Oh, it is. It is perfect. Nice Ironically, part. this cigar is has a Cameroon wrapper, but it doesn't look like a Cameroon wrapper. It's a very very shiny but silky at the same time. You really don't naturally get that, or normally get that, um, as I should say, that quality out of Cameroon. But you see. You Fuente consistently use Cameroon and their classic, you know, description of filler and binder. Dominican filler and binder, just basically that's what they they they're going to disclose. But this cigar is very unique. Uh, I have a, still have a few of them. um, But I I purchased quite a few back in two thousand seventeen, even before uh, they were announced cigar of the year.
0: I have a funny story regarding that, so I'll let you finish, and then I'll tell mine, because of course, this is a podcast, and I have to say something. But yeah, <laughs> here
1: I have a little, a few details on Cigar. The cigar, I believe, was rated...
0: 97. A, 97.
1: Yeah, it was rated 97. I remember that. And, um...
0: It was a big deal back then.
1: Big deal. It was a fantastic name for this Vitola that they use for other lines, but,
0: um... And a fantastic name considering it's a Fuente. Usually they go really outlandish with some of their names.
1: Yeah, but I guess if you look at the cigar as I hold it um, horizontally, I can resonate with Cigar Fisionado's description. And they say, as for why it's called Eye the Shark, it's most likely due to the overall form. If you look at cigar horizontally, it resembles the body of a great white shark. Once the four corners of Bachfress foot are fully lit, the shark begins to express itself immediately. That's I like way, that.
0: That's a good segue into the cigar itself.
1: That is that is a fantastic segue. Did you know
0: that I actually got my prediction for the 2018 Cigar of the Year right? Really? Thanks to the suggestion of an employee at a cigar shop I went to looking for the eye of the shark. Oh, wow. So, so Do you it, think it
1: was like... <laughs> Like Ernie's Cigar of the Year last year where all, all the back orders started before they were announced Cigar of the Year? No, this was
0: with, uh, with the Encore. L- L- so, okay. so there were plenty in stock and I grabbed like five Okay. just a couple days before they announced the Cigar of the Year that year. Um, so I went there looking for the eye of the shark and I picked one up because I had tried before and they weren't in stock, so this was uh, my first time trying it, early 2019. Okay. And when I was there, I wanted something else. And I recognized the, the, uh, the encore from some of the ratings I'd seen. And I asked, and I didn't know much about uh, Ernie at the time. I was relatively new to the industry. Let's okay. just put it at that. And basically had a two-hour chat with the uh, tobacconist over there. And uh, picked that cigar to be Cigar of the Year. So we had already seen the 25 through 10 or so. What this one? Yeah. And uh, we were waiting on th- the last few. And I had them in my humidor at the office. And uh, it was kind of a, like, a, damn, this, this kid knows what he's talking about. Because it's just because I sat down with somebody who did know what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, and in reality, you were uh, you had an inside man, right? Yeah, I had an inside man, and everybody at the office thought, man, this guy knows his stuff. Uh, yeah, he got did that. Did you get a promotion right. because of it? No. I was, I was an intern at the time. But I did get hired. So uh, I was actually very proud of that. Do you have anybody in special you want to thank right now? <clears throat> Don't remember this person's name. Okay. And I returned to that shop and they weren't there. And I haven't gone to that shop too much because it's pretty far away. But uh, And because they didn't really have the best relationship with my former employer. But uh, uh-huh. it's a great shop. Great shop.
1: Well, let's move on to uh, different ratings of the past. I have an article yeah. that I want to share here. Sure. And I want to do it because there's a few individuals that you see... Um, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, stand out because of their, the way that they carry themselves, the way that they, um, you know, express knowledge or even lack thereof. And I think a guy really, I mean, sometimes you, you need that humility from people to to understand that they really want to learn and grow. And I'm not saying it from a
0: standpoint where I, I picked it up from the other end, like someone showing off their lack of knowledge the wrong way.
1: Yeah, exactly. That, that's not what I meant. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily mean that of this person, but I, I do mean that this person is, is really good at what they do, um, what he does, um, who is not necessarily directly intertwined with the cigar industry, but has his feet wet with, um, you know, a, a, a very um, relevant website, a very relative, relevant collective that does events in New York City, and that person is Matthias Clock. Matthias Clock and I have become uh, friends in the last uh, couple of years. That's his top ten. Yeah, exactly. That that we that uh, as I've been running my cigar pack, and um, I think he uh, he he has a lot of knowledge if, with cigars, and he's been learning a lot and keeps wanting to learn, and is uh, definitely well connected. And I wanted to share his. Top nine cigars, actually, because cigar n- number one cigar, he will release uh, January 7th, which is two days from now. Uh, actually, no. That's
0: a, that, that number two pick, that was in our December packs. C- correct. The, yeah. th-
1: that is correct. And, and you know, I want to agree with a few cigars in there. I mean, I want to take a look at Matthias Klock's article published in Fine Tobacco, New York City, where he... Um, he basically ranks McAuliffe number 10, Leyenda Especial. Don't really know that much about McAuliffe. have heard um, diverging uh, comments on the cigar. Yeah. Viaje TNT, I
0: guess about do you know McAuliffe? Yeah, so my opinion on McAuliffe is that their marketing sort of put them in a bad position because they started sort of uh, promoting the become a brand ambassador uh, th- that sort of marketing, and it, I, I get it, because five years ago or so, that sort of was uh, on something that many manufacturers would be on the fence on, not just in the cigar industry. Yeah. And, and it did marketing for people. It's like, hey, I, I get to be a brand ambassador. But really, what happens when everybody's a brand ambassador? You get bad ambassadors too, some good, some bad. And uh, it's it sort of, this industry really likes ex- exclusivity. And it took away some of that. So if anybody can be a brand ambassador, uh, it, it could hurt the brand a little bit. So I think that's what happened with them. Uh, that's an that's interesting take. Yeah, so, I mean, I haven't tried the, too many of their cigars, just a couple. Uh, so I can't really say much about this rating. But uh, if you trust this, this man who gave the, the rating. Well, I don't necessarily, I mean, I respect it. Um,
1: I would have to try the cigar. I mean, there's a few that I can comment on. So, Viaje TNT 2021, I think the TNT is fantastic. My good friend, uh, Andre Farkas, that for some reason, has never wanted to be in any part of any cigar club whatsoever, actually. Um, so, I hope that in a couple of weeks when I see Andre, as I see usually see him once a year... I'll, I'll convince him this time around to actually be uh, be part of my cigar pack and, you know, at least um, form part of Cigar Yard. But TNT is a fantastic cigar, it's, it's a extremely full bodied, so what I and and it just usually uses like these very volatile, and by volatile I mean... That matches the TNT
0: side of things. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it, it has a very just extreme flavors. Um, that can either be ignited really and literally both literally and actually like flavor wise literally as in these these wrappers that have been using the tnt cigars at least the ones that i've had um they 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 seem to light up the cigar really well um really burn really white and uh but flavors also really like pick up and and just drop very suddenly i mean it's 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 a very interesting, right? It's like, it, it is actually dynamite. It is, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but it, if I can recommend something from a TNT cigar, if you buy it, I would age it at least a year or more because it just gets, it usually gets better.
0: It's uh it's uh, what, looks like a, what wrapper? I don't know. I don't know what, I don't
1: know what TNT 20, 2021, I don't remember. Uh, wrapper I,
0: I, I, That looks like a sign on there. Um,
1: not sure. Not sure. Based on the notes, I guess. Um. Yeah, it could be San on We'll we'll look that up later. Agent Room Rare, rare Collection. Um, again, Rafa was one of my initial mentors in this industry. I started working with uh, Agent Room when I came in, um, but I don't. I haven't really been smoking a lot of uh, Agent Rooms lately. I did smoke one with Rafa Junior up in New York City uh, a couple months ago. It was fantastic.
0: Well, to to be fair, uh, they've also. Stock on them has been a little dicey since uh, 2019's uh, winning of the Cigar of the Year, which, man, any brand that wins Cigar of the Year, all of a sudden, out of stock, even if it's not the cigar, at least here, it gets really hard to find those cigars. Uh, And that's what happened with Aging Room. Uh, Coming
1: in in uh, number seven, uh, he put down the Choshi by Luxury Cigar Club. Um, Chris and Ben and the rest of the team have been doing a phenomenal job (laughs) as competitors of ours. Uh, Met him up last year, TPE. Wow, last year, 2021. Uh, Met him up last year in uh, Vegas. Really cool people. Um, I I hope that at some point we actually get to work together. But I'm pretty sure if you get to work with, uh, you know, AJ directly and uh, the, the crew over uh, Billy and Gus at uh, Artesano del Tabaco with the Viva la Vida cigars. Um, you're going to get nothing but greatness. I have not tried the cigar, but I certainly look forward to. Monte Cristo Epic Vintage 12. Again, had it in New York City when I was there. Great cigar. Um, the, the Monte Cristo. The. the, the Let's call it the New World Monte Cristos. Yeah. To me, are either hit it or miss. And I think this
0: one... Dominican is, Monte Cristo. Yeah. Or, or, or are they making them in uh, other places?
1: Too? Well, they they, they they have been making, I think, one or two in uh, Nicaragua as well. But mostly in the Dominican Republic, in Tava Garcia. I think this one... Um, so, Grupo Maestros, I think that was made in the Dominican Republic. Uh, but this cigar is like the blue for me. I love the blue. I think this is probably... Yeah. A, the Epic's always going to be... Um, you know it's going to be a solid cigar Agree Then you have the the, uh, the Camacho, Camacho no Liberty surprises series to
0: see Camacho on a top Absolutely
1: 10. Camacho Liberty series is the cigar that was me that to, to, to me was underperforming in terms of seeing the cigar more on the market because I or let me just rephrase that it was it was undervalued I guess okay. I think that cigar should have been should have made a lot more noise or should have been at least in my eyes, been seeing a lot more because it's a fantastic cigar. Um, so that's that's my take on that. Undercrown 10-year Kentness. Um, I've only had it once actually. Um, really good. Didn't didn't.
0: Well, I've had it once. So you've had it once.
1: One up me there. Um, Davidoff Dominicana, just yeah. unbelievable cigar, especially the short robusto. And I'm actually surprised. Classic Davidoff. Classic. Well, it's it's classic Davidoff, but it's got a different. Feel to what a classic Davidoff. I mean, you can't even say classic Davidoff anymore. There's oh. nothing classic. Listen, people out there, there's <laughs> nothing classic anymore about Davidoff. May
0: I de- defend my position? Go ahead. Classic Davidoff in the sense that. Oh, go- oh, okay, got it. They're going for a clean presentation, really cleanly wrapped cigar, where they actually peel the inside of the wrapper vein just so that it looks. Even if it's a if it's a high priming, just so it looks nice and uh, <laughs> perfectly round, and that's what I meant by classic Davidoff. It's just they, they just perfect.
1: I will I'll take I'll take you up on that. Surprising to see that cigar number three, and then in number two.
0: Yep, I'm I'm, I'm really happy to see that one. I'm man. very
1: happy to see that from our boy, yeah, Ostos and Kyle. Jealous, from Warped Cigars. We've got the warp Chinchale as a number. Is cigar. it
0: jealous or jealous?
1: Honestly, I've heard so many. I think it's. I think it's jealous. We can ask him. Cal jealous? No, Cal uh, jealous. I don't even know, man. I you're confusing
0: me. Comments. You're, they're going
1: to write. They're going to write it with a G, and it's you're not going
0: to make a difference. It's sort of like the GIF and gift debate. But do you give people a gift or do you give them a gift? It's a gift.
1: It's a gift. It's definitely a gift. It's, it's a gift. So then it's a Gellis. T- it's Gellis. It's gallus. It's, gallus. it's Kyle Gellis. Although I think it's actually jealous. <laughs> no, it's Kyle Gellis. The you know your warp release from Telegal la Isla in the Dominican Republic? The Warped in Telegal first surprises with its brashness, then wowed with incredibly balanced notes of toast, wood, fruit, floral, and savory finish. Wow. Um,
0: It's definitely a toasty, roasty it, it is, yeah.
1: it is, it is, and um, it, it, it looks a little subtle, I guess, with, with the very light, lightly colored wrapper, kind of, you know, you ease into it, doesn't say much. Looks
0: to deceiving. Very
1: low-key. Looks kinda or de- deceiving. Exactly. Yeah. kind of deceives you a little bit. It's it's not a flavor bomb, either. It's very easy going. It's got yeah. that, like, Cubanesque feel that Kyle really likes to go for, and when we first you know, I personally for, first um, discussed his relationship with Hostos is also straight up said he knows what he wants. And if you smoke warped, you will notice subtle and light differences between different cigars and that's very consistent with his, I guess, flavor profile or intentionality behind how he wants his cigars to, to come out like.
0: This The the whole point of the, of the Chinchale, uh, if I... Uh Remember my research correctly was Mr. Gellis or Jealous, uh, just to get it right, was looking to make a Dominican cigar. And I guess you could say he was fascinated by the microclimates here. Yeah. So, Villa Gonzalez, it's a very small region that I'm picturing right now in the Cibao Valley, but you go to Jacagua, Villa Gonzalez, and Navarrete. They're St- stones throws away from each other, uh if you're positioned correctly. And the results are completely different. This that's your uh that's your people right there. That's my ride. That's your ride. That's my ride, yeah. So as I was saying, <laughs> I'm gonna cut that bit. Okay. You were talking about microclimates. Yeah. And so as I was saying, uh, I read that Kyle Gellis came to DR and we wanted to really highlight the diversity of Dominican tobacco and the microclimates. And that's exactly what he went for with Chinchali. And it does have a little bit of everything. It does go from, and he knows what he wants. And uh, I think, needless to say, it's very deliberate. That variation you get in flavor notes throughout the entire smoke is entirely Deliberate, intentional, and by design. And you gotta give it to the man. Okay. Now,
1: I would love to continue with something I found very, uh, very interesting from uh, the boys over at Blind Man's Puff. We're looking at top 20, top cigars of the past, and I've noticed a trend here. Do you see something very uh, interesting that catches your eye? From uh, yeah, Emmett and Zane. Yeah, I mean, guys, you do a fantastic job, and it, I'm not saying this in a negative way. I'm just very, very, very interesting, interested in your.
0: They're all the same manufacturer.
1: They're all Saka cigars. I love it. Top twenty, top the top cigar of the year in twenty twenty, Dumbart, Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. So Saka, Soda Mesa Brulee Bru- Blue. Uh, number one, same of 2019, same uh, brand, Saka's, Dumbarton, DT, and t Mi uh, Querida Triguitraca. And then 2018, which was one of my favorite cigars, and I think yeah. it's the best um, out of Saka's profile, which we look to have very soon in, in uh, the packs and, and the yard. It's compromiso, Great cigar. It's an unbelievable cigar. And then you go back to 2017 yeah. and then you've got the wise man, um, actually, <laughs> yeah, 2016 they had a, uh, very, you know what, Eminem and Zane, you guys are very consistent. I love it. And yeah, they I, know what they like. They know then, what they yeah. like. I love that. But, uh, yeah, undoubtedly three very different cigars, creme brulee, triqui traca and, and sin compromiso. It's completely different. It makes
0: a lot of sense because it's the blind man's puff, right? Correct. So they're going blind into each tasting, and since they know what they like... They're, they're not bluffing. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's very evident that uh, they, they've gotten what they've wanted from, uh, from the cigars that they smoke. Or at least they know what they want from the cigars that they smoke, and they tell you about it. So that's, that only validates that uh, they know what they're about.
1: Yeah, actually that year, that same year, um, Cigar Snob rated Triki Traca. Number five. Uh, number five cigar. So, you know, that cigar has definitely made a, a, a little bit of a buzz. And talking about another cigar that always makes uh, a buzz, whether it's the Milano or the V or the V Maduro. Just that V family. You just, they have to be at, at least in the top ten of yeah. any, you know, I think if media you could, outlet if out there. If
0: you could say Cigar of the Decade, maybe give it to them because... In and out. That's been Oliva's cigar for the last, what, almost ten years?
1: Yeah, but then again, you have cigars like this guy right here, that is almost at for, least.
0: Oh, you know, that's a decade before. So like. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's a great
1: point. Yeah. So 2000 to 2010, you'd give it to Opus X uh-huh. as the cigar of the decade. That's that's really fair. But what about this guy right here? The Padrón anniversary. Series. They're timeless. They're timeless. Yeah. That's true. They're timeless. That's true. And do you, But do you think Opus X have kind of faded away
0: a little bit no, in it, relevancy? I think that the Fuentes always won the marketing game against Padrón. But the thing is, since the market trend has shifted toward Nicaragua, Padrón has sort of given a bit more time to shine, more time in the spotlight because of that.
1: Okay, so I see your angle, and I think that can have certain validity in the sense that... Don't get me wrong.
0: Padrón has all, always been the cigar lover's cigar. Yeah, correct. So Agreed. Th- so that's, that's not what I'm disputing here. I'm saying in terms of marketing, Fuentes had a bit of an edge on Padrón. Especially
1: because the, the the image is more unified towards Curlito and Fuente yeah. versus Padrón... And the, the more more individuals in the family, more so than yeah. to just Jorge.
0: I guess you could say that, that way. over at Padrón, the the patriarchs, I guess you could say, have been a little more introverted than Carlito, to, to okay. put it nicely. And by introverted, I mean that uh, they don't seek the spotlight in the same way. If they're in the spotlight, it's because the spotlight found them. But Carlito, he, he, he uh, prepares a show. I I think he he thrives. I don't think he prepares. He thrives on it. Yeah, like, I mean, he prepares for the show. Exactly, yeah, yeah. He's meant, he lives that. He's a showman. He's a showman. He's a showman, but there's nothing fake behind it. No, that's him. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Actually, very casually, uh, you know uh, this Italian restaurant by the supermarket? uh, Of course. Right? I don't want to name any names uh, just for (laughs) for doxing reasons, but the chef there is very close friends with Carlito. And very the owner. casually. Yeah, yeah. You know who? Pete. Yeah. And uh, Carlito casually goes there every once in a while to have uh, dinner with his family. And this, uh, around 2014, uh, my family, we went out to, to have dinner there. And there was Carlito with the chef. And they were sitting down having a, having a nice chat. And we joined them for a few minutes. And they were joking about sitting with Pele watching the World Cup final. <laughs> and I was laughing like, "Haha!" Wow. because ha, I'm a big soccer fan. I yeah. was laughing like, oh, ha-ha, yeah, that's very funny. And my dad tells me, no, they're serious. Of course. Uh, he, he, and he said, Carlito. He's actually the friend of uh, his daughter, who I go to school with, went to school with. Uh, but he makes cigars, and he's really famous around the world. And I was like, no way. Really? I wouldn't get that vibe. But really? And that was... Uh, a, a big Eureka moment. That, yeah, before you knew he was. Yeah. The people who work in the industry, we've both grown up in Santiago. The people who work in the industry, you don't really figure out how big of a deal they are outside of Santiago Correct. until you get the industry. Yeah. That, that's basically it. Uh, Carlito... Well, of
1: course, I mean, not just the industry. I mean, the industry to a point where most people... Get to, but then Carlito's on just on a different level. I mean, this yeah. guy that has, he is, he is. You know, Kublau collection watches, uh, just unbelievable, unbelievable. A reverse I mean, Davidoff. All, all, all the yeah.
0: It's basically a reverse Davidoff. Davidoff took the luxury name and brought it to cigars, luxury and, brought and, luxury onto yeah, Flint. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, so yeah, continuing with a few cigars, let's go ahead and transition into twenty twenties. Top twenty-five. There's a few cigars we're gonna talk here. We
0: have gotta and talk about the pledge.
1: We're, yeah, we. You know what? I don't know if we should dwell too much into this, into that cigar, but here we go. Look at this. Number eight cigar. Serie V Milano. You're you're gonna find a Milano Serie V or Serie V Maduro at least, at least once.
0: My favorite's number seven, dude.
1: Dude, that's one of my favorite cigars. Yeah. I should. love the Alec and Bradley Gatekeeper Robusto, which, by the way, it's a message. It's gonna be.
0: In the packs next month, the mm. Alec Bradley takeover. So get subscribed now. And it, yeah, get We're going to go crazy. Yeah. I mean, 2022 gonna is going to be huge. Huh? We're going to go crazy. I think it's fair to say every year the packs have gotten better and better and better and better and better. Yep. And I've only been on board for the last few months, but I've been able to see what's in the packs. And I, I can tell you that 2022 is going to be. <laughs> this cigar.
1: I think you should see a lot more out there. But you don't. I don't know. We got to talk to me. not as much, though. La Mision del Atelier from uh, Tatuaje. It, it's just one of the best cigars out there, period. Boom. Said it.
0: I won't take it back. So this is, I think, another marketing thing. So I know for a fact that most of the industry isn't, to put it nicely, very good at, easy to understand marketing. Okay. You read, the, you take that cigar, you grab the bandit, I guess you could say the same for the gatekeeper, but the gatekeeper is different. And you have no idea it's related to tatuaje, unless you know Latelier is related yeah. to tatuaje. Correct. Mission Lat. So really, a lot of cigars do this, and you can see how Placencia, for example, have been on the opposite end of it, and that's really helped them move their products. So. Placencia has so many different cigars now in their portfolio, but you know they're Placencias because they've gotten their branding consistent. Can't say the same about the. And class. because
1: they supplied like 70% of the industry's tobacco well, before they released their... But yeah, I, I get your they're point, marketing-wise. i yeah, m- their brand. brand lines, yeah, yeah, their
0: brand. And you've got to give it to them. Uh, most of the industry doesn't do this.
1: Now we move on to tw- 2019, where uh, the uh, Nicaragua, the Quatro Nicaragua Maestro... Um,
0: Cigar of the year, that number two is one of my favorites of all time. But I can barely handle that cigar. That
1: 1926 number six is oh, from yeah. Padron is a phenomenal cigar. Yeah. Um, followed by a Warped, Warped mm-hmm. series. You you, so serie ganada Serva and that has 1988 because it was the year of Kyle's birth. Birth. And you asked me what what? I told you the grady eight. You're like, why the grady eight? It's <laughs> yeah. so it's Grande oh. saying about G R and that's that it actually says it on the other side of the band. The it says G R eighty eight. Grady eight. Grady eight. Um, great cigar. I think it it uh, meant a lot for Kyle to get that rating. Oh yeah, for um, sure. I think put him a lot more on the map, which is fantastic and well deserved. You're gonna find an Opus and number eight. And this is a Cigar aficionado so again, by the way. I was happy to see Placentia, uh get recognition with, um, at the time, very freshly released Placentia cigars. I think it had, um, in 2019, like one or two years out on the market, um, yeah. full, full force.
0: They also uh, sponsored the uh, Big Smoke Lunch Show that year. Yep. So, that is- that's something we need to talk about, like.
1: Do we need to talk about that? Well, are we going to uh, we gonna get
0: into trouble? If we... No, I don't think we will. Okay. Let's just talk about it. So it's often questioned that whether or not a brand buying pages for ads in the magazine, sponsoring events for the magazine has to do with the ratings. And I think it does, but not in the way you're thinking right now.
1: I'm not thinking anything, man.
0: You're oh, the one that brought this up. Not sweat. in the way that you guys are thinking right now. And it's basically... When you, sponsor, when you buy pages in a magazine, when you sponsor their events, you have a lot more personal contact with the people behind the magazine, and you give them a lot more of your cigars to share. So basically, the truth is, the reason that it helps your ratings is because they smoke more of your cigars. These guys smoke a lot of cigars every single day. And for the top 10, for the top 25, sorry, they only consider a fraction of them that have scored over ninety-one, and if you manage to have them try out more of your cigars before that, and obviously your cigars have to be good, there's a higher chance that they'll be considered within that top ten. Guys.
1: Now, what do you say about Cigar Journal? This cigar that was number thirteen on Cigar Aficionado that year eight. is number eight. So the Placencia uh, Arma del Fuego was what? the same, same, got the same uh, on, the, on the same rated same year on yeah. a lower. Look at number se-
0: look at number seventeen that year. Lasa. Yeah. Oh wait, oh, was it eighteen? Oh, no, there. Yeah. Yeah, that, so, that is a phenomenal cigar. Yeah, it is. A, I was uh, I was on board when it was uh, when we launched the marketing back then, and uh, it was a lot of fun. La Rara. That was a very fun. 115 cigar One hundred and fifteen anniversary yeah. robusto. It, was it a, won cigar of the year for Cigar and spirits. That one. Correct. Yeah. That
1: is correct. That is correct. That was a great year. Twenty nineteen was a yeah, fantastic. It was a great year, year for cigars. And, uh, uh, there's a few ratings that I may not be uh,
0: in accordance with. In accordance with. but
1: uh, Well, number one cigar of the year. Yeah. definitely. You, you, in the can't, you can't argue with that. Can't one. argue Bellas Artes Maduro yeah. uh, Cigar Journal, cigar, number one cigar of the year. Love for, the
0: story behind that one.
1: Yeah, it's got a, that your, your snippet on, on that cigar yeah. for the breakdown of. Watch uh, the November Packs video. November Packs. It was just great. It was great, and I love it. So we all thought it was gonna have a better rating or, or a higher rating in uh, Cigar Aficionado that year. But let's go down to 2018, the
0: Encore. I like that cigar predicted. a lot.
1: Can, can, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. You see a Serie V or in a Serie v every single, lighting, every top, single top 10, top 10. That's it, yeah, top 10. It's been in the top 10, it's crazy. Along with a Cuban, always Shout out to my guys over at Billiger Cigars, Sandoro Colorado is one of the most flavorful um, Habanos that I have, consistently have in my rotation, so that's, that's a fantastic cigar. They have it, they ranked it number 15, 2018, Cigar Aficionado did, uh, up in the Churchill size. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the Churchill size, but, nonetheless, a great cigar.
0: I used to be a sucker for Churchill's. Yeah? Yeah, because- be a sucker because you suck on them sort of okay pu- puffing and sucking sort of no I guess. no, no the, okay the, that, so no. I used to really dig Churchill's because that's basically so when I was in the office uh, in the Labrador office very often if you had a cigar in your hand people would sort of just like let you work they wouldn't bother you with anything they're like okay if he's got a cigar it's because he's really busy yeah and the Churchill's would sort of let me concentrate for a longer time, I guess you could say. Uh, and my favorite cigar for a really long time was the Laudora 1903 Cameroon in Churchill. Because you actually bought the boxes at the factory. I'd buy them at factory price and have a stock of like 200 of them for the entire year in my humidor. And uh, once one for every work day. And, and for all of 2019, I smoked almost every day a 1903 Cameroon. Every single day. Wow. Almost every day because I had bought so many of them. Oh,
1: 1903 Cameroon, and that's a great bank three bucks cigar. It's yes. like
0: $6.90. Yes. It's They've obviously gone up with inflation, but that's what they started at. They've inflated? Yeah. I mean, even if it's not their best buys of the year, they ha- had to increase the the price. Con- just to consider uh, the price increases across the board for the entire industry.
1: All right, let's talk about a couple cigars on. This year's top 25 that has been completely released by Cigar Journal as of like two weeks ago. Yeah, they're done like two weeks ago. Oh, before Christmas, (laughs) they released it. So, I've been so out of the loop. (laughs) This cigar is actually one of my favorite sizes the Davidoff Dominicana. I think this is like a a five and one eighth by 52, the Robusto size. That's my favorite out of the Dominicana. They even have a shorter one. Dominican wrapper. Fantastic. Um, yes, with Ecuadorian binder, um, number five cigar. That is a great one. It is a fantastic cigar. It's got great value, Newer and it is actually pretty good in Churchill size. Um, another Oliva Serie V. I mean, are, are we surprised? No, we're not. We should just skip it. This is a cigar journal, and oh. here we go. Ordage. Ordage, and this is uh, this was released
0: when. You yeah, were still in the I, I did. I wrote a lot of the marketing for Ar Arvash,
1: and uh, I saw like, some campaigns you showed me for the, for the shoot for the, with
0: uh, the yeah. models. Yeah, <laughs> with the with the couple. Yeah, yeah. that that, that cigar, uh, it's good. Let's uh, see if you
1: agree with the tasting notes. Cigar unfolds notes of wood and cinnamon with a subtle nuttiness. It also develops sweetness of cinnamon and a wood finish. Essentially the same thing.
0: They missed the caramel.
1: A subtle leather component and a light kick of pepper appear plus some caramel. I'm just kidding. I added <laughs> caramel. Oh, it well, r- they,
0: they do talk about uh, cinnamon sweetness. I guess you could interpret that as wood. The
1: cigar unfolds with notes of wood and cinnamon with a subtle nuttiness. It also develops sweetness of cinnamon and a wood finish. How much uh, the, wood would a wood chuck chuck?
0: <laughs> I guess... I guess They got some sweetness to it, yeah. but they didn't know what to call it and just stuck with cinnamon, because sweet cinnamon, I guess. But, yeah, that cigar is really good because of its caramel aroma, and it's got a lot of wooden notes, but that's because... I'm going to give off an industry secret if I keep talking, but this is not a secret. Don't do it. (laughs) It's not a secret. Don't do it. If you... So, that's... Uh, he did it. He did it. Now, uh, I'm going to show up debt in uh, two know, days. You know what I'm going to do? What? When I edit this, I'm just going to beep all of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: great. Do it. Do it. I love it. Uh, number three cigar uh, for Cigar Journal, Top 25 2019, was uh, Alec and Bradley Bl- uh, Blind Faith, um, one of the first cigars that they released. Love that cigar I think it's a sleeper and I think we may have to do something about that
0: I didn't know about it I didn't know about the cigar made in Honduras that, maybe that's why I've just been so out of the loop with Hondurans uh, ba- you should believe
1: that part as well man these are cigars that are gonna be in the packs, okay dude dude the thing is I have, I have some
0: inside I'll give you some <laughs> the thing, thing is I actually wanted to try them I have one witness and he's a pretty high profile witness Eric Calvino yeah when I went to his office okay. in Miami, and he asked what cigar I wanted, I said I just wanted an Endurin, because I hadn't had any before.
1: Well, I actually had uh, a Cinco Promiso for... That's when it, I really became obsessed with that cigar at his office. And speaking of Cigar Snub, what do you think about their number one cigar of the year, uh, two years ago? Was it... Uh, no, Espinosa. a year ago. Espinosa. 2020. Espinosa, Laranja Escuro, Reserva Escuro. Just, yep, yeah. Phenomenal cigar. Yeah. Huh. And again, in accordance to what I said the last okay. episode. It looks like a
0: bicep. It it's gonna hit you like one.
1: It's, I think it's gonna be another great year for Espinosa. Yeah. Who just actually announced a partnership with Guy Fieri. Did you see that? It's crazy.
0: Really? Yeah. That's, it's it's gonna be interesting to it, watch. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I want to see it. The on tasting four. notes are gonna be good.
1: Yeah, agreed. <laughs> uh, what do you what do you think they're gonna pair it with?
0: Like, <laughs> ideally, want people to pair that with. I'll just keep an open mind. Okay. Because uh, sometimes observing is. Uh, We're gonna try. Again, yeah. W- you'd never guess what the number three for snob was last year. Or is that 21, 2021?
1: That's let's, let's uh no twenty twenty. Let's le- uh, leave it to the people to guess on the yeah. comment section below.
0: It's it's probably something you've seen before, and that we've talked about seeing consistently and being a big part of the last ten years. Yeah, uh, let's, let's go uh, further back with Aficionado. There's one I want to talk about there. Okay, let's do it. And you know um, the one. 2016? Oh, yeah.
1: Number one cigar,
0: yeah. What made that cigar so special, especially considering the size of La Flor Dominicana at the time?
1: Well, I think the size was a really, Mute you know, point. impactful. Yeah, it was a very impactful um, component on... It didn't have the highest rating. It, has, it had a 96 rating. Um, Does that mean
0: that the other cigars that year just weren't as good? No. Because I mean, 96 points wouldn't, wouldn't even get you in the top five last year. You. Yes, it would. No? no? Last year, no? Are you sure? Like, check out Aficionado for 2020. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, I think it would, man.
0: Go, go for number five. Check out the points.
1: 95. Okay, yeah. <laughs> of
0: course. 96 is at least
1: going to guarantee a top three. Yeah. N- number... Uh, that's a 96. So 96 is a number four. I think 96 is also... Because this year number had a three. lot of height. I think... Wow. The, yeah. 97.
0: Yeah. And uh, Opus X had a 97 too. They tied... N- number two and three tied. So and let's
1: talk about the bull. The bull. I think the story behind it, I think the rapper... Uh, pardon me. The, the band is really attractive. I think that the cigar itself provides a very unique complexity that, you know, even though it looks like a meter cigar. Uh, and talking about the bull. Yeah. You're gonna do a very um, interesting review on that cigar. Yeah, Very am, soon.
0: Along with two others.
1: And uh, I, I, you know what? I'm not gonna develop any further on the cigar. I'll let you do it. So if you're curious as to why that cigar was number one cigar of the year for 2016. A cigar that was released six years ago. And today it is still selling hotter, faster, and better than ever.
0: Possibly more than other winners since
1: Macklemore is gonna Mac is gonna tell you oh, it was like about remarkable. it in the uh, the video dedicated to LFD and Illusion Bull. And um, you know we're, um, we're probably gonna wrap it up right now. I think this is, yeah. it's been pretty uh, I mean, pretty if, good
0: conversation. If we keep chatting about top ten cigars all the way back to '04, '04, when the '26 one with look at that, yeah, La Aurora was number two, number two, 100 cool. years. Yep, that that's a st- still a great cigar, uh, but it's not quite what it used to be because uh, simple reason, harvest change. That harvest was amazing, uh, so. I love how H. Upman managed to... uh...
1: Dude, a lot of Cubans... No, it was a cabinet selection from Cuba. So you got two, three, four, five, six six Cubans in the top ten. And look at that. This is Fonseca from... uh, Was
0: that Quesada made? Yeah, Quesada made.
1: Of course. Quesada. I love that. My dad used to buy that
0: in bundles.
1: Like, bundles. Bundles directly from the factory.
0: <laughs> of course, because you are at like uh Don Fernando Leon used to say Tutan la Mata. Yeah. You're you're right by the, the plant. I guess you could say it's like picking uh picking fruit from a tree, but I think we can leave it at that. We've done some we've done plenty of self indulgent rambling about what we think about these cigars, and that's not enough because your opinion on these cigars matters. So sound it does, off. It does you, in a way the four of you this time watching uh, let us know what you think below. we gotta
1: stop it with that joke we, we really gotta stop it we, we gotta be we gotta be humble but the, the couple thousand of you watching thank you yes uh, yeah I think we uh, wrap it up see you next time enjoyed this episode or any other one from the podcast check out our website mycigarpack.com and CigarYard.com where we provide the most dynamic cigar subscription service in the market by collecting the world's best cigars and delivering them to your door and a enhanced online shopping experience when buying your cigars or learning from the culture. Subscribe to this channel, share it with your friends and family, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can contact us through our websites. Check it out, MyCigarPack.com and CigarYard.com, our YouTube channel, the podcast. It's all an ecosystem. See you soon.